Hey, you're listening to Orla's Happy Hormones podcast, talking all things female health and wellness. I'm Orla O'Flaherty, a certified naturopath and herbalist, and I'm here to talk about everything from periods, PCOS, endometriosis, health, sex, wellness, and life in general. Here's to happy hormones and a happy you. Hey everybody, and welcome to another episode of Orla's Happy Hormones podcast. And we're up to episode 30, and I'm really happy and really proud about this. It's something that terrified me in the beginning. But I just said, look, you got to do it. You got to put yourself out there because this is what I want to do in life. I want to give women all the information that they should have, all the information that they want to know, and have a space where women can come and listen to women's problems and listen to solutions to problems and listen to me ramble on about being a woman. One of my favorite things to talk about is female empowerment and the sacred feminine and what it means to be a woman. Because I truly believe we are very lucky to be women. We have a sixth sense We have a woman's knowing, that intuition, that gut instinct. We get to connect with our bodies and nature and the moon and it energizes us. And that's what I love most about being a woman. Now for any guys out there that do listen, because I know there are a few of you, I appreciate the masculine aspect also. And as women, we both have female and masculine energies within us. And as men, ye both have masculine and female energies in ye. But that's the balance of life. That's yin and yang. There can't be one without the other. And for this week's episode, I was humming and hawing about what to do because it's my 30th episode. For the entire week, I was just overthinking it completely. (laughs) I was coming up with so many ideas and I wrote down so many notes and I was just getting confused in my own head. So I've decided to just bring it back to basics and actually read an introduction to a herbal medicine book that I feel is encompassing of women and herbal medicine and nature and the history and the mythology and the connections that are out there and I'll give my own ramblings on on it all after like I always do because that's what I do I ramble but yeah this is going to be a bit of a different episode to normal and do you know what that's the beauty of life we can change things up as much as we want As long as we're happy with it, as long as you're passionate about it, just do you. So for episode 30, I'll be reading from Anne McIntyre's Complete Woman's Herbal book. It's a beautiful book with all medicinal properties of plants and trees for female health, 
from puberty to menopause to childbirth, PMS, any female condition you can think of. It even has hair and beauty stuff in it and it's great. I love getting my natural recipes from it. But it's just the introduction that I'm reading because for me, like I said, it just encompasses the joining of women and nature and how powerful that can be. So we'll get started. Most women have a variety of roles to play in life. A woman is a female, maybe a lover, a wife, mother, creator of others, medicine woman, healthcare provider, wise woman and counsellor. She is the heart of every family unit, the matriarch. Part of her very femininity is a wisdom about how to care for herself and others and strength to do it. The ancient herbalists are healers who gathered roots and herbs for medicinal use were generally women. The pressures of modern everyday life often make it difficult for women to maintain the level of health and vitality necessary for playing such crucial roles. The innate wisdom and strength of a woman needs to be complemented by a lifestyle that enhances these qualities rather than draining her vital resources. Increasingly, Women are seeking knowledge and information to deepen their understanding about how their bodies work and how they change from one phase of life to another. They want to know how best to care for themselves so that they can also care for those around them. Knowledge about diet, lifestyle and herbs can be used both to prevent health problems and also to treat imbalances and illnesses if they occur. Those who adopt practices of a healthy lifestyle should be able to become less reliant on orthodox drugs. Quite simple, dietary measures and herbal remedies can relieve a variety of illnesses. In myth and legend all over the world, the moon has been the woman's symbol. The moon is the essential feminine principle, while the sun is seen as masculine. This is probably because women swell in pregnancy like a waxing moon and both have a monthly cycle. In many languages, the words for menstruation and for the moon have the same root. In English, menstruation signifies moon change. In rural Germany, a menstrual period is simply the moon. While in France, it is called le moment de la lune. In Greek mythology, Artemis is the moon goddess the twin sister of Apollo, the sun god. In Roman mythology, she is Diana. Since ancient times, the moon goddess has been regarded as the protector of women. The moon was held to influence fertility and to be the source of women's power to bear children. In many ancient civilizations, women had, and in some still have, charge of all matters concerned with food supply. They searched for wild roots and fruits to eat and medicinal plants to remedy ills. It was believed that only women could make things grow as they are under the direct guardianship of the moon. Plants and seeds, it was thought, could not grow without the influence of the moon, whilst animals and women could not bear young without its energising power. Artemis is also the goddess of chastity, the protector of young maidens, who punishes those who offend against her and against the morality of all she represents. She is a healing, purifying divinity, a nature goddess of fertilising moisture, 
who influences lakes, rivers and springs. As the goddess of agriculture, she promotes increase in fruits of the field, protects the grain and is friend to the reaper. She is the goddess of trees and all vegetation. She is also goddess of childbirth, watching over the birth of every child. Women in childbirth over thousands of years have evoked her aid and given prayers and offerings to secure a safe delivery and have given thanks to her afterwards. Herbs named after Artemis used for centuries are still in use today to aid childbirth and for the treatment of a, a variety of women's ailments. Artemisia abrotanum, southernwood, Artemisia vulgaris, mugwort, and Artemisia absinthium, wormwood, all facilitate childbirth. They regulate and strengthen contractions and help to bring away the afterbirth. The first English gynaecological handbook, A Medieval Woman's Guide to Health, recommended the following for a difficult birth. Make her a bath of mallows, fenugreek, linseed and wormwood, southernwood, pellitory and mugworth. Boiled in water and let her bathe in it for a good time. The qualities of Artemis reflect much of our feminine nature, our connection with healing and the world of plants. Femininity tends to be more subjective than objective, more inner than outer, more concerned with the inner mysteries of creation and nurture than the laws of principles of the outer world. In the West today, greater emphasis is laid on the value of the outer, more objective, masculine. Almost as a prerequisite for holding their heads up. Western women have tended to develop the more masculine side of their nature so that they can earn a living, practice a profession or follow a trade. This has meant that women have moved away from their ancient feminine spirits causing much inner conflict between the urge to express themselves through their work as men do and the inner necessity to live in accordance with their feminine nature. Women who are consciously trying to get in touch with their lost feminine side are finding that the use of herbs can enhance this process. By using herbs to benefit our health, to heal us when sick, to regulate our menstrual cycles, enhance fertility, prepare for, for and support us during pregnancy and childbirth, we can go some way to reclaiming our knowledge of the mysteries of women and plants. We can enhance the wise woman in all of us with a newfound ability to heal ourselves, our families and one another. Although we may have temporarily lost much of the knowledge of the therapeutic plants and healing skills, the instinct and wisdom to use plants to redress our imbalances is still there. Up until only a hundred years ago, it was customary for the woman of the house to prepare medicines from the natural resources around her for the majority of the healthcare needs of, it, of her family, selecting herbs from her garden and wild plants from the fields and hedgerows. Although many may have dismissed the value of such grandmother's secrets, believing only in those remedies whose benefits can be significantly pr proved, herbalists can now look the world of science squarely in the face. Pharmacological research has, in the majority of cases, proved rather than ridicule the ancient use of herbs, bringing traditional herbal lore smartly into the 20th century. Feeling reassured by such scientific evaluation and at the same time looking to retune themselves to their feminine natures, women are increasingly turning to the world of herbs for their healing benefits. They are looking towards playing a larger part in their own healthcare and understanding their imbalances and illnesses from a, a holistic viewpoint. 
Central to the philosophy of holistic and herbal medicine is the recognition of an ancient healing wisdom within all of us that imbues our every cell and permeates our energy reserves. It manifests itself in the amazing feats that our bodies perform daily as they continually protect, heal and regulate themselves. We maintain a steady state within ourselves known as homeostasis in, for example, our blood sugar levels, temperature, fluid balance, blood chemistry, heart rate, respiration rate, despite the constant variables that could otherwise severely upset our equilibrium. Junk food, pollution, contaminants in our water, overwork, stress and tension can all contribute to imbalance in us. But despite these factors, we perennially demonstrate our powers of adapted, adaptation and self-healing. Within all the different traditions of medicine, these powers are recognised and are variously known as the vital force, the life force, chi or prana. When a surface of pathogens is sufficient to overcome our homeostatic mechanisms, imbalances occur. And if these are ignored, illness can result. When a specific symptom manifests itself, it is often an expression of disharmony within our whole being not simply of that part involved. To be able to assist our self-healing and restore harmony, we need to examine how our physical dysfunction relates to the different aspects of ourselves in our lives, physical, mental, emotional and spiritual. Only then will we understand how to enhance and not hinder our healing energies. By observation of ourselves, life within and without us, we may begin to see how we are subject to natural laws and forces. By understanding these, we will be able to live our lives in accordance with them, rather than in isolation from them, not only when we fall ill, but also in our daily lives. Such observations will necessarily involve expanding our awareness to observe our interconnection with the world around us, our families, our community, our place in the world, the natural world around us, and ultimately the entire planet itself. We know that all life depends for its existence on the sun, the masculine life force. Plants have the unique ability to store this solar energy. Through the process of photosynthesis, they use sunlight, carbon dioxide and water to make sugars, proteins, enzymes, hormone-like substances, oils and a whole range of other constituents. Plants provide us with our food and with invaluable medicines. In addition, from the soil plants, take up elements which are vital for our diet. In the process of manufacturing their food, plants give out the other essential ingredients for life. Oxygen. By trapping the sun's energy, plants make it accessible to every inhabitant of the earth. It is not difficult, therefore, to understand the central role that medicinal plants have held in our lives throughout history. The use of herbs reflects our dependence on the plant world, and their role in healing reflects holism in its wider aspects. By using the healing power of plants to redress the imbalances which contribute to our ill health, we can restore harmony within ourselves and with the world around us. And that's Anne's introduction to her book, The Complete Woman's Herbal, a manual of healing herbs and nutrition for personal well-being and family care. And for me as a woman and as a herbalist, 
it brings the balance of science, of nature, of nurture, of the connections that we do have all around us. As she says in the introduction, our menstrual cycles, our monthly cycle, is called the moon in old English, German and French. Our monthly cycles, our menstrual cycle, is directly linked with the moon. Traditionally, it used to be, and this was before electricity, you would get your, your period, you would get your bleed at... I was about to say you would get your bleed at ovulation. Sorry, no, you would get your bleed at the new moon because it was the darkest and it's got to do with the hypothalamus. And then you would ovulate at the new moon. Now, for a lot of women, it has flipped. For me, I ovulate at the new moon and I bleed at the full moon. But I'm still synced with the moon. And it does come down to that connection on an energetic level. But it also comes down to science and it comes down to the the chemical signals that are being sent out from the hypothalamus and the pituitary due to the light around us. Also, we as humans, our bodies are made up of 70% water. The moon controls water. I guarantee you ask any nurse that you know, what is A&E like at the full moon? What is the maternity ward like at the full moon? There's the mythology of the werewolves and the weirdos come out at the full moon. And yeah, it's it's fun to engage in, in the fun side of that. But there is a reason for it. The moon has a direct effect on us. And that is actually science too. Like I said, the hypothalamus and the pituitary gland, they're triggered by the moon, by the light and the darkness. And also, like she said, the sun, the masculine energy, how plants need sun to grow, how humans need sun to grow, because we need our vitamin D. Everything in life is a balance. Like I said earlier, in every woman, there is a feminine and masculine. In every man, there's a masculine and feminine. It's yin and yang. We need both elements. But it's honoring the feminine within us. It's honoring the softness. It's honoring the mother, the nurturer, the carer, the healer. Like she said, women were predominantly the healers, the carers. Women were the ones, especially in Ireland, back in Celtic times, women were the providers. There was no laws against women. Women? Women. There was no laws against women owning land, ruling a country, foraging, hunting. There was no laws against that in Ireland and all the other Celtic countries. 
When you look at the Celtic history of women, we were strong and we were ferocious and nobody dare mess with the Celtic warrior because she was the goddess. She was strong. And everybody knew for back then for what women went through with childbirth, with caring for the families, for the communities, with healing. She used to be revered. It wasn't until Roman influence came and changed all of that. In pagan mythology, and which is a Celtic mythology, it is our origins. It wasn't until the Roman influence came in that all that changed. When the Roman influence came in, that's when women were pushed down. That's when the patriarch came in. And it took them long to do it, but it happened. But that knowing is within us. It's an epigenetic. When you sit and listen and feel what you can do as a woman, you can feel that power surging up through you when you really focus on it. And you know how strong and how fierce you can be. And you know how much power you have. You know the intuition that you have. It's within you. And like I said, the epigenetic factor. Epigenetics is traits, traumas, innate instincts that are passed down through generations. They can be positive and negative. But if you were to sit, actually sit right now and close your eyes, take three deep breaths in, and think of the women who have come before you. Think of what they have done. Think of the power they had that they passed on. And now think of the power that you have. You can feel it. You can feel that energy. It's about harnessing it and knowing that it is there within you. You have a voice. You have a fire within you. And there's nothing wrong with fire. We fear it. We can fear our power. There's no need to. Especially when you work from a place of love. Because that's what it comes down to. But that's why I wanted to read the introduction to this book. Because it encompasses what we as women are and the connections that we have with nature and with earth and with the moon and how we revolve around the moon. Our cycles are linked to the moon. And there's magic all around us. Now I don't know if it's because it's October and it's my month <laughs> but I am feeling these energies very strong and I'm connecting in more and more with my herbs and the power that herbs have like I said earlier 
70 to 80% of pharmaceutical medications are derived from plant chemicals. There is power in plants. There is power in this earth. Everywhere you look, walking through a field, there's medicine. And there's medicine for women and for families. And all you have to do is connect with it and connect in with yourself. We all look outward sometimes for solutions and answers. But the power is within us. Listen to your gut and listen to your heart. And again, know that you are a ferocious Celt. And you can do anything you want to do. So that's this week's episode, episode 30. I think it was more of a special episode for me that I reached this one. So I've dived into what it means to be a female herbalist for me. There's a lot more I could go into going into the witch trials and the hunts and all that and the connections with herbalists back in the medieval times and all that jazz but for me right now I'm just focusing on the connection to the plants the connection to the sacred feminine and the connection to myself and I hope you do the same So for now, happy Friday, happy hormones, have a great weekend, and watch out for the full moon on Sunday. She's going to be a beauty. <laughs>